Talk Radio 96.7. We are talking sports tonight in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash, and by Going 406, allowing you to swing for the fence. All right. Ronnie Ocean here in the Ozone tonight. We are taking names and kicking posteriors. Let me tell you, we got my co-host in here, none other than my grandson, Robbie Ocean. Robbie, say hello to the audience. Hello. All right. Robbie Ocean, he and I are going to be doing some heavy debating tonight. But first, we want you to know some of the sports coming up this weekend right here on 96.7. The Tampa Bay Bucks are going to host the New Orleans Saints. That game is Sunday night, 8.20 kickoff, and the pregame show will be at 7.30. The Florida Gators are going to be hosting, or they're actually going to be visiting the USF Bulls, but they won't be playing in Tampa or Gainesville. They're going to be down in the BB&T Center down in Sunrise, Florida. That game is Saturday. At 1 p.m. is the tip-off, 12.30 is the pregame, and you can hear that on WONN 107.1. Well, this is an audience participation show, so give us a call, 682-1430. That's 682-1430. And if you're technologically inclined, you can reach us at ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Well, my grandson, Robbie Ocean, and I have had a debate about who is the greatest basketball player of all time. Let's get ready to... All right, there you go. All right, Ronnie Ocean versus Robbie Ocean. And, of course, we will agree at the end of this that Bill Russell is the greatest basketball player of all time. What you got, Robbie Ocean? Well, Ronnie, that's incorrect because I personally think that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And why is that? Well, because... No, he was a much better scorer than Russell. While Russell was a good rebounder, it, was, it is hard to compare the two because one was a rebounding center and the other one was a scoring machine. That's a good point, plus different eras. Yes. So one of my points is that Bill Russell, one of the main points you have that Bill Russell's the GOAT is he had 11 championships, correct? 11 championships in 13 years. Yes. Two back-to-back is the first Blackhead coach in the major sport. He was a player coach in the last two Celtic World Championships. And they won eight in a row, which is more than Jordan won, period. Okay. My counteract to that is he played with five Hall of Famers, or including him, he played with five Hall of Famers in one year. And overall, including him, six Hall of Famers. That's a whole starting lineup of Hall of Famers. But not all at once. That was over a 13-year period. The, my counter-argument to that is when Jordan came to the Bulls, the Bulls did not win for five years. When Russell came to the Celtics, Russell had them winning immediately. And the only two of those Hall of Famers that were already there were Bill Sharman and Bob Cousy. The Celtics had never won anything prior to his arrival. They won a championship the very first year. And as Red Auerbach once said, he said, you know, I coached 10 NBA champions. 
You can see all the pictures up on the wall there. There's only one guy that's in all those pictures, and that guy is William Felton Russell. Well, now, my counter-argument to that is if you look very clearly, you didn't do your research because the Celtics were going to, had been to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. which inclined, They were six games over 500 the year before. Which inclined that they were still a good team and Bill Russell just pushed them over the hump. Now, would you agree that it's hard to win when you get drafted as a rookie to the third worst team in the league? When there's a lot more teams? So the third worst team in the league he got drafted to. And it would be pretty hard to win when you're playing with a bunch of people that, well, weren't that good until he got some help with Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. Well, I would counter that, too, with the fact that Bill Russell, in his college days, went to the University of San Francisco. The Dons had never won an NCAA championship. With Bill Russell there, they won back-to-back in 1955 and 1956. He also won an Olympic gold medal with a team of collegians, whereas when Jordan played, he was playing with a dream team of professional players. Okay, that is a fair point. Michael Jordan did win his one championship, as but North Carolina is a storied franchise when it, right. when it comes to basketball. So it's and not he like he was a role player on that team. James Worthy was the star of that team. Yep. Well, uh, his high school coach told Michael Jordan he wasn't even good enough to be on the team. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school team. So was Bill Russell. Really? Yeah, he was. Well, I tell you what, we've started this debate. If you want to join in, the number is 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Give us a call. You can join in. We'd like to hear your opinion. And we're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to Ronnie O and Robbie O on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. The Ozone. This is Danny Walker, Lake Gibson head wrestling coach who broke Brandon's 41-year dominance in wrestling. You are listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone tonight on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Going 406 and Allied Scrap Processors. Coach Joe's off tonight, but in are Ronnie O and Robbie O. All right, Ronnie Ocean, Robbie Ocean here with us. And on the line, Mason from Lakeland. Mason, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. Well, I'm glad that you called. I heard you wanted to join in on the discussion. Yes, sir. All right, so give us your points. I think you're a Jordan fan. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I believe Michael Jordan is the GOAT, and I agree with Rabio. Yeah? I, I appreciate so why? that. Why? Uh, well, he stated some pretty good points. Like, if you have a team that's not too good, you're not going to make a lot of – you're not going to make it through the finals. Yeah? I mean, yeah. Because, you know, that'd be like me saying that it, you, most people don't know who these two people are. But Jeremy Lin is a bench player that won a ring a couple years ago, even though he didn't play. Bradley Beal yeah. hasn't had a ring because he's been on a bad team his whole career. So that'd be like me saying that Jeremy Lin is better than uh, an all-star player just because Jeremy Lin has a championship. No, 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 no. No, one championship does not make a champion Guys, Bill Russell, he played 13 years in the NBA. He won 90%, 91% of the time he won a championship. 91% of the time. 
that's the all-time record in any sport, not just basketball. And he was the key player. He was the most valuable player in the 1956 finals in the NCAA championship. Only one MVP? One MVP, but he won back-to-back championships. So he only won the MVP once? On a team that did not, that had never been there before and hasn't been there since. So it wasn't like Jordan that went to North Carolina, where North Carolina is a perennial champion, and he was a role player on that team. That was James Worthy's team in 1982, and they barely won. That's true. That's true. But another point I'd like to bring up. Now, while Russell was a rebounder, how can you explain the fourth best or the best player of all time is only going to be isn't even going to be top three on his team in scoring? He'll average 15 points a game. That's not that much. Okay. Where does Jordan rank in rebounds on the Bulls? Uh, well, he had Dennis Rodman on his team, so probably not very high. Okay. So, again, that wasn't Jordan's job, just like it wasn't Russell's job. But when he needed to score, let me bring up the 1962 NBA Finals. One game. Russell's, well, one of 11 championships he won, Yes. They're playing Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, the Los Angeles Lakers. The 1962 finals were the only time. Here's how good Brett West was. He That was the only time the loser in NBA history, the team that lost, had the MVP. They gave it to Jerry West, and he got a Celtic green truck, which he wasn't real happy about because they assumed that the Celtics would win. But Russell had 30 points and 40 I said 40 rebounds in Game 7. He was the difference. Um, Michael Jordan scored 60 one time in a playoff game. So, uh, But he never played in a Game 7. Yes, because he didn't need to. That's right, because the teams he was playing weren't as good as the ones Russell was playing. Well, yeah, but his team wasn't also as good as Russell's team was. Oh, I agree. I agree. No, no, no. Not, no that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> that <laughs> your team had... Five Hall of Famers. That's five. Not at once. Over and, a period yeah, of 13 no, years. Uh, let me stop you right there. At once, they had five Hall of Famers on one the, team. The, 50, the first team he played on had two, three Hall of Famers, if you include Russell, and he was a rookie. Mason, what do you think? Uh, when I think of a player, I really think of consistency as the one. Oh, good. So you agree with me. Eight championships in a row, 11 in 13 years. Man, that's consistency. Thank you, Mason. I appreciate that. He did that with with a team. MJ, he scored a lot of of points in games, and that's consistency right there. Oh, so he was the only player out there? Um, No, but he had had a lot less help than Russell did. (laughs) Oh... Guys, we're never going to change this argument. Mason, um, you are eligible to call back for the sports quiz if you'd like, but we certainly appreciate you calling in and uh, certainly appreciate you listening. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you, Mason. All right, see you, Mason. That was Mason in Lakeland. Well, we're never going to agree on this. Do you agree that we're going to disagree? We agree to disagree? I agree to disagree. All right, there you go. Well, I know that you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Sadly. And – Urban Meyer got fired. Um, what's your opinion on that? Well, I, I don't know because 
I know he gets in trouble a lot. Now, what he did, I'm not going to detail with it because the, the things he got in trouble for, but he get, did get cu- he did get in not as much trouble as I think he would have been because of John Gruden being the worst. I think he was worse than Urban Meyer, and that kind of helped him cover it up, but it was only so long before more rumors came out that uh, our ex-kicker, Josh Lambeau, had accused Urban Meyer of kicking him and abusing him during practice. And, and you made a great point there, and that is accused him. We haven't gotten the other side of that story. You know, if that was a kick in the gut, you know, it was a, kick, a hard kick, we don't know any of that. And you said a key thing there, rumors. We don't know that. Now, what we do know is that the Jaguars were 2-11, and 11, and it's hard for a, a college coach to go in and coach in the NFL. We've seen a lot of college coaches that failed in the NFL. Chip Kelly, Nick Saban, Bobby Petrino, Steve Spurrier, Butch Davis, Greg Schiano, Lou Holtz are some of the guys that failed. But there's also been some guys that succeeded very well in the NFL, and we never hear this. Paul Brown was the coach at Ohio State. He coached the Cleveland Browns in the old All-American Football Conference back in the late 40s, and everybody, they merged with the NFL, some of the teams, and they said, boy, they're going to get their comeuppance. The NFL teams are going to take them apart when they get in there. Well, they had a guy named Otto Graham, who was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Otto Graham, uh, I think it was seven championships in seven years. He, he was in, had his team in the championship game. Maybe it was ten years, and he won seven of them. I think that's what the number was. Well, Paul Brown was the coach of that team. You know, back then, you know how the, the players have the headphones in the helmet of the quarterback? Yes, sir. Paul Brown invented that. And what they had was a walkie-talkie. Well, they were playing the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions found out what the frequency was, and so they knew every <laughs> play that the Browns were running. So they, they discontinued the use of that. But wow. they're, they're the ones that invented that. It wasn't as perfected as it is today. But Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl. Yep, very he, he successful. He won a national championship when he was at Southern Cal. Well, Chuck, I think he might have cheated, but. Well, he may have, but, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Chuck Fairbanks, um, he was a great coach at Oklahoma. He went 11-3 and three, uh, one year went with the Patriots. Jim Harbaugh, you know, he had his team in three straight championship games when um, he was in the NFL, and he's done really well at Michigan. Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls. When he was with Dallas, won a national championship at Miami. John McKay won national championships at Southern Cal, and he took the Buccaneers from 0 and 26. They went 0 and 26 their first two years. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean that's just horrendous. It is. And um, Steve Spurrier told me a joke about it. He said it was actually true. Is that the Buccaneers? They had an offensive lineman named Howard Fest, mm-hmm. and he was bad about falling asleep at halftime in the locker room. And so John McKay really believed that games were won or lost on the line of scrimmage. And so the Bucks are losing, and McKay's just ranting and raving at his team, and Howard Fest is asleep in the back of the locker room there at halftime. And McKay said, Fest, said, where are most football games lost? And he woke up and he said, why, right here in Tampa Stadium, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Steve Spurrier's told that joke a lot. Steve Spurrier was the, the quarterback. Of the Bucks that went well, 0-14 their first year. And another point I want to bring up about Urban Meyer is 
he didn't really get much of a chance. I mean, he probably deserved to be fired for all the things he did, but he didn't have a, a chance to be a great coach because he came in with a rookie quarterback who has underperformed, to say the least. I mean... Isn't their offensive line pretty weak, too? Yeah, they. I mean, their one bright spot is a running back, James Robinson. He's one of the... Uh, He's one of the few players to have a thousand yard season uh, as an undrafted rookie last year, so he's the only bright spot on our team. I would say our defense is so so, and it it really just it really just depends, you know. I mean we we struggle. I mean some games we lose by two. The next game we'll lose it by thirty. What about uh, don't they have a an outstanding wide receiver? Uh, okay, yeah, they have a. Uh, he he's he's decent. I mean, he's he's a good wide receiver, Marvin Jones Jr. He's uh he's great at catching the football. They have a great up and coming receiver, Lavisca Chenault Jr. Uh, he's very he's a deep threat. Is he from Colorado? Did he play at Colorado? I think he might have. Yeah, I think he did. So, Urban Meyer didn't really get much of a chance to be a coach, but I mean, it, it history repeats itself, and he's he's had certain. Bad things happen on at Florida. He's had several bad player uh, players allegedly that, allegedly that turned out bad. They he 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 had he covered up for domestic abuse at allegedly Ohio, at Ohio State allegedly. Um, yeah, you know that's that's true, and um, you know we we don't know how many of those things are true, but. Certainly, there seems to be a lot of smoke. Whether or not there's fire, we don't know some of those cases. But, you know, some of the other coaches that coached in college and were successful in the NFL, John Robinson, who succeeded John McKay at Southern Cal, he had six playoff berths in the NFL. Bobby Ross was won a national championship at Georgia Tech, a divided one, and he also coached at Maryland, and uh, he had a Super Bowl with the Chargers. They, I think that was the one that they lost to the Steelers, if I remember correctly. Lou Saban, of course, he coached the Buffalo Bills. And here's one, Buck Shaw. I bet no one, I won't say no one, very few of you know who Buck Shaw is. Buck Shaw has the distinction of being the only NFL coach to ever defeat Vince Lombardi in a championship game. The 1960 Eagles beat the Packers 17-14 to in the 1960 NFL championship game and he had previously coached in college at Nevada, Santa Clara, and Air Force. Of course, Hank Stram was an assistant at Notre Dame in Miami, and he won Super Bowl IV. And, of course, Barry Switzer won Super Bowl XXX with the Dallas Cowboys after succeeding Jimmy Johnson. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back after Kim Commando. You're listening to Ronnie Ocean and Robbie Ocean. On the on, Ozone. On the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7. Yes, we're in a Christmas spirit. And yes, we're going to talk sports in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors, turning scrap metal into cash. And by Going 406, where you can swing for the fence. All right, Ronnie Ocean and Robbie Ocean back in the Ozone. And we are talking sports. Give us a call, 682 1430. That's 682-1430. Well, yesterday was National Signing Day where college football players determine their future, and about 80% of them will sign uh, letters of intent 
or signed the letters of intent yesterday. And, you know, normally you get Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Those are normally the teams that are jockeying for number one. But we had an upset yesterday with Texas A&M. And, boy, they cleaned up. Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class, and they are gunning for Alabama. You know, they're playing in that SEC West, and you're not going to beat Alabama. It's like they say, you know, it's not just about the X's and O's, but about the Jesse's and the Joe's. And you got to have players to be able to beat Alabama. That's true. I mean, you I mean, you know Texas A&M had to have some good players to beat Alabama this year. Even though their season didn't turn out how they wanted it to, they were definitely pretty darn good. Oh yeah, and they just cleaned up. You know, one of the guys that they signed and you need to keep an eye on this was tight end Jake Johnson. His dad is Brad Johnson, who won the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl for the Bucks. And his brother is Max Johnson the quarterback from LSU who is in the portal. Now, you wonder if that might mean that Max Johnson may be transferring to Texas A&M. We haven't heard anything definitive yet, but that wouldn't surprise me if if that were to happen. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely not be surprising. He would go to play with his family. I mean, that wouldn't be the first time something like that happened. And also, another upset I want to go over is who could have seen Jackson State taking the number one recruit in the country from FSU? I mean, just a... Oh, you're exactly right. You know, the kid's name is Travis Hunter. He's a defensive back out of Georgia. He plays wide receiver, kid. too. Yeah, plays both sides of the ball. And, you know, he. everybody thought, okay, Jackson State, they're another hat on the table. No way. You know, it was between Georgia, FSU, and Jackson State. I mean, surely you you have to think Florida State was the favorite. They were the favorite. And and I'm not sure that this wasn't a setup, but Deion Sanders, who is one of the most noteworthy players to ever play at Florida State, takes him away, and he goes to a historically black college, Jackson State. Nobody predicted that prior to that. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's just crazy that Jackson State got the uh, number one recruit in the country. I mean, it's just it's fa- unfathomable. It really is. And, you know, here's, here's something that I think you need to look out for, is that if Mike Norvell doesn't win 10 games this year at Florida State, you know, they haven't been to a bowl game in, I think, four years. So as a result of that, if he doesn't win 10 games next year, Mr. Sanders – might be coming to Tallahassee, and he might bring Mr. Hunter with him. That is a very good point. Uh, that could easily happen because Travis Hunter probably isn't going to stay there if Dion leaves. No, you're exactly right. You are exactly right. And, uh, you know, Dion Sanders, t- to me, is one of those players that's it's highly overrated. I grant you he was one of the best cover corners who ever played football. But – he was not physical at all, and he didn't make many tackles. I'm not sure they had to wash his uniform after a lot of those games. And he got a lot of hype because, you know, he was a self-promoter. He still is. And I think that the press falls for that a lot of times, and they tend to elevate those guys beyond where their abilities really were. Not that he wasn't a great player. Great return man, great corner, cover corner, 
But he wasn't very physical in the NFL, and he also played baseball. And he's, he's the only player in sports history to play in a World Series and a Super Bowl. You're exactly right. He didn't win the World Series, but he did win the Super Bowl. So I think he might have been in more than one Super Bowl. I think he went with the maybe with the Cowboys and the 49ers, if I remember correctly, that, that he won more than one Super Bowl. You know, somebody else that really closed really well on signing day was Texas. You know, Texas, they were – they really – there's no way Texas should ever, ever be 5-7. and seven. But they did end up 5-7. and seven. And Steve Sarkeesian, I think he probably had a lot of discontent in his locker room was the reason they went 5-7. and seven. They were way too talented to be 5-7. and seven. Yeah, it's very true. You can't have a team like that and go 5-7. and seven. But another team that I was surprised with – was our Florida Gators. I did not expect them to pick up two five-stars. That's just surprising because we were only – I thought we were only going to have like three recruits because Dan Mullen left and most of our recruits were gone. You're exactly right, and that's a great point. That I think, you know, Florida's recruiting class is not going to be ranked very highly because they only had, I think, ten guys they signed. Something like that. They were all three stars or higher, but – Yeah, but – the thing that you got to look out for is that, one, Billy Napier had a skeleton crew of coaches and recruiting staff to help him, and secondly, only had about four days to really try to get a relationship going with these guys. And I think he closed pretty well. Now, what you got to look out for is next year, if they can get a whole year of recruiting, they are building, as he terms it, an army of support staff, and you got to remember, he's learned from two of the very best in the business. He learned from Dabo Sweeney at Clemson and some guy at Alabama. can't remember his name. Um, Nick somebody. Nick Saban, I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. Yeah, I was having a little trouble. You know, he's, I haven't heard much about him. Yeah, he's only like the greatest college coach of all time or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, some menial title like that. But – you know, Texas, they <laughs> Quinn Ewers, you talk about a kid that cashed in. He reputedly got a million dollars name, image, and likeness contract at Ohio State. He plays two snaps and leaves. There's a kid from Texas, a quarterback, and now he's at Texas. He's going to cash in at Texas again. You know, and the, the kid, he might be a bust at Texas. You don't know. Hasn't played. Don't matter. He's still got a mil- he's still got a mi- million in the bag from Ohio State. Now you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, why don't we go ahead? Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back. We're going to have that thirty dollar gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House that'll go to our sports quiz winner. You're listening to Ronnie Ocean and Robbie Ocean in the Ozone on Talk ninety six point seven WLKF. This is Wayne Candy, former Haines City Hornet. Auburn Tiger and 15-year NFL vet. You're listening to the Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. You can catch them here every Thursday between 8 and 9 o'clock. It's brought to you by Going 406 and by Allied Scrap Processors. Coach Joe's off tonight, but in the house, Ronnie O and Robbie O. All right, Ronnie Ocean, Robbie Ocean here in the Ozone. I know right now. Your stomachs are growling. You are itching to call in to win that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. 
you know they're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. They've got over 40 strategically located television sets. You can watch your favorite sporting event anywhere in the restaurant. And they have drink and meal specials every night of the week. So that means your $30 will go a long way. Unless, of course, you invite the Clarkster to go with you and you will get nothing to eat. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? Never invite Eric to go eat with you if you intend to get anything. I wanted to eat something. People that weighed 300 pounds went to eat with Eric and weighed 120 when he got through. So That's what we do. (laughs) All right. If you haven't won the last six months and you know the answer to our quiz, give us a call. And what's that number, Robbie O? 863-682-1430. Again, that's 863-682-1430. All right. What's our question tonight? Now, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan, as we were mentioning earlier, are considered two of the greatest basketball players of all time. Now, Bill Russell wore one number his whole career. Michael Jordan wore three. Now, could you, any of you guys name any of the four jersey numbers that those four players wore? You only have to name one. And again, that number to call in. 863-682-1430. All righty. All right, there you go, 863-682-1430. If you're hungry and thirsty, give us a call. That $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House is riding on the line. Robbie O, I've been out there. I know you have, too. Have some good food out there. What's your favorite thing at the Ale House? Uh, my favorite thing is the, uh, well, personally, I get this everywhere, but the chicken titters there are excellent. Oh, yeah. Nice and crispy. Oh, yeah. All right, well, we got somebody that's hungry and thirsty already. So, right now, somebody is hungry and thirsty. Mason, you hungry and thirsty? Yes, sir. All right. Can you tell us one of the jersey numbers that either Michael Jordan or Bill Russell wore? Uh, Michael Jordan wore 23. That's exactly right. Do you know either of the other two that he wore? Uh, Yes. Uh, I think it's for baseball right no no we're talking about in the nba oh no i don't know the other two go ahead and tell him robbie uh the other two numbers for michael jordan are he actually wore 12 and 45 and bill russell wore the number six that's correct that's correct well mason you're our winner tonight you ever been out the ale house uh yes sir, i have what's your favorite thing to eat there cheeseburger all right, there you go. Fan favorite. All right. Can't beat those cheeseburgers. They do have good burgers out there, man. That's one of my favorite things to eat out there, too. So, Mason, you'll have 30 days to claim your prize. And if you don't claim it in 30 days, then it'll expire. So hang on the line, and Eric will get your information, and um, we'll send it out to the Ale House. You can go out there as soon as Friday night and claim your prize. But you only have 30 days, and if you don't claim it between now and the 30 days, then it'll expire and you won't have it, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, congratulations. Hang on the line. Don't hang up. All right, there you go. Congratulations to our man Mason. He's our sports quiz winner tonight. And, uh, you know, Robert, here's one of the things that I saw that was, um, I think, going to be a product of the transfer portal. LSU quarterback Miles Brennan has decided to stay at LSU. Really? Yeah. Now, I think probably because of the fact that Max Johnson went into the portal 
and he's probably going to transfer. So Miles Brennan had actually beaten Max Johnson out prior to Max Johnson transferring. And Miles Brennan was he, he was a solid quarterback. He really played pretty well, but he got hurt. And um, you know, as I understand it, his family owns the famous Brennan's restaurant in New Orleans. I don't think you've ever been there, but no, sir. It, it's a very famous location and has some really good food. And um, <clears throat> before Brennan's announcement, LSU only had one scholarship quarterback, Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, if that name sounds familiar, his dad <clears throat> was an offensive coordinator for the Gators, Doug Nussmeyer. So <clears throat> I think we're going to see more of this. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Gators bowl game. What's your assessment of the Gasparilla bowl game? Well, Florida versus UCF. Uh, there are a lot of things to talk about, like Zachary Carter uh, opting out and the fact that UCF probably wants to be there more than us. But one thing I really, really like to hear was that even though Emory Jones stated that he was going to transfer next year, he decided to play in this final game because Anthony Richardson had to have knee surgery. So he didn't want to leave the Gators with a freshman who had never touched the field playing quarterback. It's a real act of class, in my opinion. I totally agree with you. And, you know, he's been the much maligned Emory Jones, but Emory Jones, to do what he's doing, I think is a real class act. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. The other factor, of course, is that Billy Napier and his staff will not be coaching that game. And the Gators are going to be again with a skeleton crew that was able to beat FSU, surprisingly enough. So we'll see how that works out. Well, on this date in 1918, Jack Dempsey, heavyweight champion, the Manassa Mauler, KO'd Carl Morris in 14 seconds. (laughs) 14 seconds, wow. That's got to be the record. On this date in 1940, Joe Lewis, heavyweight champion, known as the Brown Bomber, KO's Al McCoy in six rounds. <clears throat> in 1945, the NFL championship in Cleveland Stadium, the Cleveland Rams beat the Washington Redskins 15-14 to in the last game before the Rams moved to Los Angeles. The Rams are a franchise that can't really decide where they want to be, can they? No, they've. as you said, they were at Cleveland. They went to Los Angeles, to St. Louis, back to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, if you'll, you know, give us some money, we'll be there. <laughs> Build us a stadium, we'll be there. I don't think they'll leave that new stadium. It's the most exp- It's the most expensive stadium so far built in the NFL by $3 billion. Yeah. Then, you know, the thing is, though, <clears throat> tomorrow, next week, a month, who knows, somebody may build them a stadium for $4 billion and they'll leave and go somewhere else. They might be the Lakeland Rams. Who that, knows? that won't even that won't even top the their stadium right now costs $5 billion. Well, <clears throat> see, the thing, though, you know, like people with money like the Eric Clark Foundation, you know, $5 billion, he'd say, hey, you got change for a ten. You know, that's how much money the man's got. You got change for a penny? (laughs) He doesn't like people to know he's a multi-billionaire. But on this date in 1946, the 1947 NFL draft, Bob Fenimore from the University of Oklahoma A&M is the first pick by the Chicago Bears. 
Today, Oklahoma A&M, which stood for agriculture and mining, is Oklahoma State University. Very interesting. And in 1967, Wilt Stilt Chamberlain of the NBA Philadelphia 76ers scored 68 points. In 1962, he scored 100 against the New York Knicks. And that is the NBA record for most points. And well, with the, with the way the game is played now, no one's going to break that record. The closest someone's gotten to that is a couple years ago, Kobe scored 81, and no one's, and people have been barely touching 60 a couple times a year since then. And Wilt Chamberlain was such a physical specimen. He was 7 feet 2 inches tall, weighed about 275, and was very athletic. 40-inch vertical. He could touch the top of the backboard. Yeah, the guy was unbelievable. They had to change several NBA rules. One of them, he used to get back behind the free throw line, run down the lane, and dunk it. And he was an atrocious free throw shooter once they changed that rule to where he had to shoot the free throws from the line. But he was the reason they changed that. The other thing they used to do is they made a rule that you can't inbound the ball over the the backboard because he would just stand in the lane. They'd throw it over the backboard, and he'd just lay it in because he was so tall. But, you know, Bill Russell was beating him most of the time when he was winning championships. So um, on this date in 1972, the Miami Dolphins become the first NFL team to go undefeated. And while they were the only undefeated team to win the championship, you know, you got to look at, in their division, they were the only team that had a winning record. They only played two teams in the regular season that had a winning record. The Chiefs were 8-6, and and the Giants were 8-6. and Everybody else they played in the regular season were had a losing record. So they they sure got a good draw. Yeah, well, true. They did still win the Super Bowl. So they, they did. did. They did end up proving themselves. That they they did. weren't That they weren't just a Washington football team of last year that was made the playoffs with a losing record because they were in the worst division in the league. Yeah, you're exactly right. In 1973, O.J. Simpson became the first NFL running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. Boy, they had a great offensive line. They couldn't throw the ball very well. Joe Ferguson was their quarterback out of Arkansas, and he was a young quarterback, and he didn't they didn't trust him throwing the ball much. But his offensive line was called the Electric Company. Reggie McKenzie, Mike Montler, Dave Foley, Don, Donnie Green, and my one of my favorite names, Joe Delamalure, were the offensive line. And, boy, they could block people because they knew they were going to run O.J. Simpson. And that was in a 14-game season back then. So it was a lot harder to do. But, you know, today, in, in a 16-game season, rushing for 1,000 yards is only 61 yards per game average. That is that is incredible. <clears throat> it really is. You know, and, and that's the measuring stick that we still use oftentimes well, Robbie O, I've enjoyed it. I appreciate you coming by tonight. No problem. I definitely enjoyed the show. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming in tonight. We'll be back next week. I'll be out. Coach Joe will be here. And as always, we'll have some great guests and, of course, audience participation in the Ozone.